0: What's going on, friends and fans? Ryan Dorn here, and welcome to another edition of the Sales and Marketing Podcast. This week brought to you by our friends at 032outsourcing.com. Increase your productivity and profitability by outsourcing tasks to free up your time and grow your business. 032outsourcing.com. All right, friends, if you're ready, I'm ready. Sales and marketing advice straight ahead, plus answers to your listener questions. Here we go.
1: Live from the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Ryan Dorn Business Show. Ryan is a 30-year Emmy-winning sales, marketing, and leadership advisor. He has touched over half a billion dollars in revenue and still sells every day. Ryan has been featured in Forbes, USA Today, and has trained over 20,000 professionals in seven countries. Now, here's your coach, your confidant, your fellow business warrior, Ryan Dorn.
0: What's going on, friends? Ryan Dorn here, your friendly neighborhood sales coach. Hey, whether you are listening on the podcast or watching on one of our videos, be sure to subscribe so you never miss the great stuff, least I think it's great, the great stuff that we're sharing here to help you aid your sales and marketing life. All right, this week, we're talking about value in every interaction value in every conversation. Are you a value rich? Are you a value laden salesperson? Now I think we need to back up for a second. If you're providing value in every conversation, people are going to call you back. If you're providing value in every email conversation or email interaction, guess what? People are going to email you back. Why is it that most people call me back? Because typically the conversations aren't always about sales, they're about providing value to you. Whether you're watching on, on a podca- uh, watching on YouTube or listening on a podcast, I try to bring you value with each video. Now, some of the things you might not help with, that's okay, but value is everything that's in my brain. All right, so let's talk about prospecting for a second. Okay, you're requesting a meeting from somebody. Fine. What value will that potential customer of yours get if they grant you a meeting? If they don't feel that there's going to be value or it's going to be be a value-rich conversation, why are they going to give their precious time to you? The answer is they're not. So you've got to be asking yourself, what value can, if they give me the meeting, A prospect what value are they going to get out of it now don't be altruistic and think well the value is i'm going to give them a better piece of software the value is i'm going to give them a better marketing solution the value is i'm going to give them better roi well Everybody's promising that. So maybe you could come to them with a competitive advantage. Maybe you could come to them with brand new ideas. Maybe you could save them money in time, which would be a great thing, but I don't know that that is the top of the priority list. Depends upon the industry that you're serving and what it is that you're doing. The takeaway on this should be value. If they're gonna give you a meeting, they need to get some value back out of it. Okay, now proposals. You presented a proposal. Why should they close quickly? Well, is there value as a part of the closing technique? For example, if you're able to sign this contract in the next 14 days, it's gonna save you $1,500, just as an example. If you're able to sign this agreement within the next seven days, we'll give you a bonus of 500 additional dollars in advertising or marketing. There's value to them actually re-engaging with you. Are you following what I'm saying here? Value is so unbelievably important in everything that we do. If I don't bring you value, watching these videos, listening to this podcast, guess what, you're not gonna listen again, you're not gonna subscribe, you're gonna unsubscribe. People say to me all the time, why do you get very few unsubscribes from your e-newsletter? Well, I work hard to create valuable situations where when you watch or listen, you get value. Ask yourself, when you're setting up a proposal, is there any value to them closing quickly? Now, I know what you're thinking, oh, you're discounting, you're discounting. What I'm doing is trying to create value or perceived value in every interaction that's there. All right, we talked about prospecting, we talked about proposals, now let's talk about retaining customers. What are you doing beyond the sale? Oh, I offer great customer service. All right. Great customer service is expected. What value does somebody get besides the service that you sold them? See, a lot of your organizations are set up that once a salesperson sells, they're out of the equation. The problem is you're going to, have to go back and retain or resell or renew these people. and They haven't heard from you all year. The value as a salesperson that I bring, the greatest value is in referrals. I want to consistently and constantly be bringing valuable referrals to people. So I'm not checking in on people, hey, how can I help you? What does the perfect referral look like? What can I do to make a difference in your business? It's those type of things, friends, that are value rich. Value. Everything you do needs to be rich in value. Dripping with value you need to be thinking of yourself as a value centric salesperson and when you do that friends Guess what you'll find you'll find that you're getting customer meetings faster You're getting proposals signed a lot more quickly and then you're also retaining customers for a lifetime value friends Value price is what they pay Value is what they get Hey friends, my goal is really simple to provide you tactical and practical information you can put into practice right away. Speaking of that, I'd be a pretty terrible sales coach if I didn't take my own advice, right? Hey, if you would give me 30 seconds here to pay a few bills, take care of those people that are out there to take care of all of you. We'll be right back with your listener questions after these commercial messages.
1: This podcast is brought to you in part by the outsourcing experts at 032outsourcing.com. Virtual employees save you time, money, increase your productivity, and ultimately your profitability too. Learn more about outsourcing today. Visit 032outsourcing.com. Your podcast host, Ryan Dorn, has his new sales book on Amazon, Audible, and at Barnes & Noble. Selling Forward pandemic-tested strategies for sales success has been called a must-read for every sales professional. 100% of the net proceeds from Ryan's book sales always go to the Golden Harvest Food Bank. Buy Selling Forward today at your favorite retailer. Okay, now back to the podcast. Here's your fellow sales warrior and host, Ryan Dorn.
0: What's going on, friends and fans? Ryan Dorn here answering your listener questions sent in to ryan at ryandorn.com. Keep those questions coming. And don't forget, subscribe down below. All right. Deb from Orlando. Hey, Deb, thanks for this next question sent in. Say, Ryan, that's what it says, say, Ryan. Ryan, um, I am new uh, at this job, but not new to sales Having troubling, handling objections, there's just so many. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Deb from Orlando. So, Deb, you may not want to hear this, and a lot of people don't want to hear it, but maybe you do because you're asking for help. You're going to need to practice this out. Remember, I've said this many times, amateurs wing it, professionals practice. Okay, you want to be a pro? You got to practice. Now, think about this. Um, The Tiger Woods, uh, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Schiffler, any of these professional golfers, they could beat most of us with their putter. But yet they still hit thousands of golf balls a year because professionals practice and amateurs kind of wing it. So what I'd encourage you to do is grab 10 index cards. On the front of those index cards, write the objections that you're getting on a very regular basis. Then on the back of the index card, write out what you believe is the best answer. Now, maybe you would work with your business coach or sales coach. Maybe you work with another colleague, your sales manager, or whatever to come up. The best reply on the back. Now, remember, In handling objections, one of the worst things you can do is just answer objections flatly back with statistics. It's just pretty boring and it's kind of flat. What I like to use is a good old fashioned sales philosophy of feel, felt, found. So when someone gives me an objection, I'm going to say, you know, I understand exactly how you feel. This particular client felt the same way, feel, felt. And what they found out after working with us is these three or four things. Try not to answer objections with statistics because in an emotional world, people don't want a statistical answer. It kind of bums them out. They'd rather use that feel, felt, found and mention another client you're working with that that used you or your software or your media or whatever to overcome an obstacle or overcome that objection. So I don't know who came up with feel, felt, found. I feel like it's a Dale Carnegie or Zig Ziglar thing, Brian Tracy thing or whatever. I'll give props to whoever needs to be given props. Old school or not, it just works. So a couple things for you, Deb from Florida. Don't answer with statistics. Have good success stories. Use feel felt found. Come up with your objection handling uh, postcards or flashcards, whatever you want to call them, and then practice it out. I think a lot of us just really don't want to practice. What's interesting is everybody wants to win the race, but not many people actually want to do the practice. Required to win the race. Now, Deb, I'm not saying that's you. You might be a different person. I'm just speaking the truth to all the sales peeps that are out there and out there in Sales Nation. I know that it's a lot of work to answer objections, it's a lot of time con- consumption and dedication to practicing. But in the end, no matter what you practice at, the more you practice, I mean, typically the luckier you get. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Next listener question comes from Terry down in Dallas. Hey, Terry. Terry's question is Ryan, simply put, my reps are not meeting their goals. Any advice? What should I do? So Terry, thanks for your question. And for all the sales reps out there that are listening, hey, don't be hating on me for talking about these things because your manager wants you to be at goal. It benefits them, benefits you, benefits the company. We all should want to be at goal, but more than anything, we should all want to be over goal as well. So Terry from Dallas, here's what I would encourage you to consider. Number one, I hope that you're using some type of CRM, some type of customer relationship management tool. Now I would encourage you to choose a CRM that has some type of scorecard that's built in, meaning the number of emails that have been recorded for a rep, uh, the number of phone calls, number of meetings, number of proposals, because I want to track that activity. Find somebody in your organization that's a really good seller and then kind of look at their activity. What does it take? What is it taking for them to be successful? Now, if you've got a rep that's new in business, it's obviously going to take more. Go back and watch the videos that I've taught about sales math, those types of things. You need to know how many prospects that you need. All right, so use some type of CRM. That's the first thing. The second thing is incentivizing positive sales behaviors, Terry. So if you need people to be making phone calls to book meetings, you want to incentivize the positive behavior. Instead, what we typically do is we penalize somebody. Um, You know, we put them in in sort of in, uh, you know, jail, sales jail when they don't make enough calls or don't send enough emails. Instead, look at your collective team and say something like, hey guys, we know, or hey friends, we know that each of us needs to make about 20 calls a day if we're going to get to our meeting goal. So the first person to get to 20 outbound calls this week is going to get a $25 Amazon card, or the first person to get to 30 is going to get a $50 Amazon card. Um, At the end of the week, the person who has the most accurate notes in the CRM is going to get a $25 Amazon card or a $20 Starbucks card or whatever it is. Now, I recognize that not everybody likes these type of incentives, but whatever it is, incentivizing positive sales behaviors is something that will benefit you long-term. Now, for me, I'd much prefer to eat (laughs) or drink, just as an example. So you could say, hey, if everybody on the team uh, has the CRM updated and gets to 25 outbound calls by Wednesday after work, I'm buying the first round of drinks and appetizers down the street at our favorite watering hole. Those types of of fun things that we could do. Or if everybody's at the goal for proposals submitted by the end of the week, we're going to all leave work. Everybody, not just sales, everybody's leaving work at noon and incentivize everybody to help the sales team incentivizing positive sales behaviors rather than just constantly punishing people is something that's gonna really be helpful long-term. The last thing I'd share with you, Terry, is that could be way more than compensation. See, a lot of times we're always thinking in terms of money with salespeople, and I'm not saying money's not important. Hey, I like money just like everybody else. But what I am saying is that maybe you want to consider what are some of the incentives beyond just short-term, like longer-term incentives that would cause people to react differently. For like, for example, um, if the sales team is at goal, we're not gonna we're gonna work remotely on Fridays, or if the sales team is at goal, everybody's gonna go have a barbecue you out on a lake on Friday afternoon or whatever it needs, I'm not really talking contests per se, instead I'm talking about incentivizing the behaviors that you need from somebody to get them excited. Now, if you don't know what it's going to take to get them excited, just ask. Like, hey, we need to step up our sales game. What would it take to get you guys excited about something? And just ask, and you'll be surprised, Terry, uh, the number of things that people come back with that you never even thought of. For example, I used to give away the prime parking spot, my spot, right outside the front door, to whoever had the most meetings for the week or whoever had the most proposals submitted. I didn't usually base success on total sales because a lot of times that was the exact same person. So think about inst- incentivizing the positive behaviors, Terry, that you need from your sales people. The other thing is, Terry, they may just need more training. You know, who knows? Oh, I know a good trainer that could help you. <laughs> Reach out to me. Always happy to help. Hey, thanks for your question, Terry. Thanks for all the questions that were submitted this month to Ryan at RyanDorn.com. And that, friends, is the podcast for this week. We'll see you back here in two weeks. But hey, if you don't press pause or stop or fast forward or whatever, guess what? Another podcast all about sales and marketing will come your way very soon. Ryan Dorn saying, thank you so much. God bless you. Get out there and sell something. If I can be of help, reach out to me, ryandorn.com. All right, we'll see you in two weeks.